Podcast for April 26, 2016. It's your boy Dave. It's your boy Adam coming at you from numbillsfan.com. What's your Twitter handle? What's your Twitter handle? Oh, my Twitter handle is numbillsfan. I'm numbillsadamd. What's your real name? <laughs> All right, we have a special guest today. His name is uh, Scott. Say hi, Scott. How you doing, everybody? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, that's a uh, Scott Campbell thirteen. What's your Twitter handle? He hit radio voice. You hear that? Yeah, yeah. Scott. <laughs> uh, uh, so Scott's my neighbor at uh, season tickets at uh, three thirty one at, uh, at uh, Wilson, season uh, tickets uh, row six three thirty one yeah. row six. What are you? Twenty four, twenty five, twenty three, twenty four. I don't know. I don't know either. Who cares? This is off to a great start. <laughs> Welcome. Anyway, Scott is actually from Buffalo. We're not. He's from Orchard Park. So St. Fish, St. John Fisher alumni. And he has won the Russ Brandon Award, apparently. <laughs> is that a true story? That is actually a true story. So what happened? Uh, that was uh, best two-sport athlete at Fisher. And what did you do? I played uh, lacrosse and soccer. Russ Brandon was a baseball football player. Really? Yeah. Apparently he was good. Yeah, he looks like he's like a like he looks like a baseball player. He's yeah. got that that Yankee look. He's pretty short though. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Shorter than me. I mean, I know Russ is listening, so Russ, I'm really sorry about your stats. I don't, I haven't kept up on your measurables in a minute. Um, I know Doug Wavy's a little bit not as tall either, so take it easy now. Whoa, There's nothing wrong with being a little bit a little bit short. I agree. Yeah, I've been handicapped myself. Well, anyways, we're here, we're strong, and uh, around the NFL is really uh, draft week. Kind of crazy, right? Already? Yeah, I mean, you know, speculation is at an all-time high this time of year. Everybody's zero and zero. Mm-hmm. Lots of trades. They're happy. But real quick, Tom Brady is uh, suspended again. Yeah, and okay. Yeah, cool. It's, it's not about deflating footballs. It's about <coughs> specifically to get this out of the way. Just comment on it. Uh, holding up to the CBA, pretty much. You guys gave him the power, Goodell, to suspend a player. They did, and uh, he has every right to do that. Any thoughts? I mean, obviously, we'd like to play not against Tom Brady, you would think, but I would like to see Tom Brady from, you know, the competitive aspect. You know, you want to play the And you will. Yeah, I don't feel like this will stick again. I don't know. It was the same thing we did last year. We thought we were going to play. People are thinking it's going to stick, that maybe he should work an agreement out. Well, no, what I'm saying is even if it does stick, you're going to see him. We play them twice. True. I I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. So it really doesn't matter. I mean, I think we should kind of hope he stays suspended for four games. It might help them out. They get to you see know what, what Jimmy's up to. And I don't, I don't think oh Brady, 
you know, beating Brady is the milestone that we need to hold ourselves to. We need to hold ourselves to the my, you know, to the task of winning the division, winning, winning yeah. ten or more games in a season. It's my phone. And if Tom Brady being suspended, sitting at home in his lazy boy for four weeks is what's gonna what's gonna make the difference in this division. Then good riddance. Do you think his lazy boy is like bedazzled? It's probably he's got so much money. It's like a really like a real diamond, but it's bedazzled like lined with like bejeweled. it's li- like lazy boy. He's like just laying on a carpet of diamonds on his lazy boy, and it reclines with a diamond cup holder. It's probably the most comfortable thing Dude. in the world, actually. Yeah, I be- feel like it's probably made out of living, breathing white women. Honestly, <laughs> Brazilian models, actually, I think, is the go-to. Oh yeah. They don't speak English first language. No. I don't know. I He likes some exotic. I, I don't know. I've never I, I haven't been he over there. He also wears Uggs. Yeah, no, true. I was gonna say it's probably all lined with like some, some Uggs esque lamb's wool bullshit. It probably is like an Uggs like lazy boy in there. It's like the only one they've ever made. It's just like a boot that he nestles <laughs> into. Just slides his feet in there. Oh, what a douche. <laughs> I really miss those shirts, though. Brady Swallows. Those are great shirts. Great I mean, shirts. we don't judge. I swallow, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I mean, we all swallow. How, how else do we live? So, you, you gargle first, though. It's disgusting. Yeah. Mike Sawyer's not even here. We're talking about gargling. I don't, I don't get that joke, but I bet Michael think that's funny. Regardless, Brady, Tom Brady, it doesn't, whatever. Mike Sawyer, we know know you're listening. He's not listening. He gave up. Tom Brady, we know you're listening. Tom, we're sorry. I mean, he's probably not listening, but he'll have plenty of time to catch up on our back episodes. (laughs) (laughs) He'll have a whole month. I love that they don't get a first-round draft pick out of it, though, too. That actually helps a lot, I think, the most. Because they would try to trade that for, like, five second-round picks somehow. Because that's what they do. What do you think is going to happen this year with, with like, say, overall sentiment with the NFL draft? Like, do you think there's going to be more trades and more craziness going on after the trades that have already happened? I think those two trades definitely give it a more chance that there's going to be a lot of more trades just because – it's already crazy, and there's now Lynch is probably the next quarterback going, and then a lot of teams that need a quarterback might think they have to reach for him now because two quarterbacks will be off the board, one-two. What about you? Oh, man, he took my answer, man. <laughs> no, you know, it really does It really does change the whole, the whole environment, though, the whole playing field. Um, and, again, you know, that the draft is so – so stacked as far as uh you know like front seven players uh you know um a lot of these really talented defensive guys are going to are going to be dropping into the second round and it, it feels like a lot of these offensive players are a little bit more scarce so you know you know like you said you know you're going to start reaching for for these guys i don't think the quarterback position is the only position where you're going to see that i think you're going to see some wide receivers that really shouldn't go first round, probably go first round. Yeah, but 
I, I'm like the layman with these draft picks and stuff. So, you know, I'm very transparent that I, it, if you dive into something like to me, like the NFL draft, if you dive into that NFL draft, I feel in order to talk about it, at least for me, I have to be all into it. And, and I don't have that kind of time to watch college football, to, to let alone read about prospects over and over again from many different angles and and all this and that. But how come it seems like they're – am I wrong to say there's not that many first-round wide receivers in this draft? I would say – Because I thought Treadwell was like Treadwell's, the name. He's and then the number it one was guy. everybody else. And Coleman from uh, – Baylor will be another top pick, but like another top ten pick. Oh like, no, he, he's no, he's later like in the draft. That's that's all. That's all. Treadwell's the only top pick. And, that's and it's really impressive what he did when he blew his leg out like two years ago, and now he came back from it last year, and had a pretty good season. And I mean, I still see him maybe being there between like I don't know, maybe ten and thirteen. Yeah. And he could drop just because I think that's realistic, you know. Well, with the two quarterbacks being taken, you get you get your top guys dropping down now, and it's shuffling everything up. And and Doug Whaley has been—I mean, it's amazing how many rumors have been just swirling about the draft as of late from the Bills. I mean, one position that they're not talking about is offensive tackle, Mm -hmm. and I think that could be on their radar. And, And and you know, I don't know. But I wouldn't discount it, and they're not talking about it. They're talking about quarterback. For some reason, there's all these reports that the Bills are very serious about. Who's that kid, Dan Prescott? No, Prescott's way later. Uh, Hackenberg. Sorry, I'm sorry, Hackenberg. The Penn State kid yeah. that you absolutely hate. <laughs> do not like him. So break us down. What's the deal with him? I don't know. I just don't... Why do you think the Bills really are not thinking about him? I think it's more of a smoke screen for the first round anyways because I think they're trying to trade back. To the late twenties and maybe get another second. Doug Whaley has said that. Yes, and they've said that, which is good. And I think they're trying to convince people they might take a quarterback, so then someone will try to jump up to their spot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Hackenberg should go in the first round. I just don't think he's a very—he's not a winner. That's for one thing. Uh, he's got all the intangibles, but they've been saying that since he was a freshman in college, and he hasn't really done much. He's not very accurate. I don't think he's got a big arm, big guy. But I don't, I don't think he's got it. I don't think he has that ick factor that Tyrod has. Actually, if we're gonna go with that. Well, I um I, I listened to this podcast from Sports Illustrated's a draft mini series, and uh, he Hackenberg was one of the the ones they did the special on, and he also did like no response, and they they do interviews on these guys with them, and they tell their side of the story about things, and he mentioned. Hey, when I was with Bill O'Brien, I was running Tom Brady's offense as a freshman and showed all this promise. And then the next two years, he just flat out sucked. He's got Trent Dilfer in his corner, and Trent Dilfer saying, "Hey, you frankly got to throw out the, those last two years of tape." Now, he had a coach come over from Villanova, right, to Vanderbilt. come coach or Vanderbilt to come coach Penn State mm-hmm. after Bill O'Brien left, but also. I heard a lot of the talent dropped off in Penn State around him, too. Sure, they didn't really have that good of an offensive line. Or... Right. So it kind of – this is where I wish I knew a scout or something who could 
who's just knows the answers to it, you yeah. know, because this is all this is a lot of research just on one guy, yeah, to get it right. But his side of the story is he was frankly bummed out, depressed, you know, everybody's taking a shit on him, and you know, I guess during interviews he actually blamed his coach, which NFL teams don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I know that said, if he did. I respect him being real because sometimes we've seen it. How many times have we seen it? Rex with the defense this year, Doug Rome with the offensive pieces the two years before, drink. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if he, you know, he was used for one system and the system changes. I'm, yeah. I, I have sympathy for him, but I don't understand how you are talked about in the first round when there's so many other guys, say from Pro Football Focus, they draft college guys too, and, and they're or they draft. I'm sorry, they value college guys too, and he's like way great. Up. He's the word way, you're looking for is great. Wow, there you go, bud. Great. All right. Anyway, and he's like way down on the list compared to so many other guys like yeah. Hogan and there's so with, many with quarterbacks you can get in like the sixth round. He's way graded way below him in his college career. So I would never, I would not use a first round draft pick. What is the hype? Yeah, on no, him? I, like, I, what, what, what is Because he's six four, like two thirty, and he's got a cannon of an arm. Right, and I hate, I mean, I hate that they're looking at the possibility of going going nineteenth with that. I Are mean, they really? Though, I don't think or that's is that true. The media. I honestly don't that's, think that's true. I think it's really. The I only, think they're trying to. The yeah. only guy I see that should really come off the board right there at that position would be maybe like Connor Cook. I yeah. could see him going in that. In that part of that, and I, I still feel like he's probably going to be later than nineteen. No. You can get better quarterbacks later, I think, in the sixth, fifth, sixth round. Yeah, oh, I mean, the, I feel like I feel like some of those guys like that are gonna are gonna flop off the board in the first round, though. You know, possibly. I think if Eckenberg dropped to like three or fourth round, I would definitely take him. That's a that's a flyer. I would. So take. so check this. I out. would I would take him with the the later second round pick, maybe even. Yeah, it depends who's there because I think there could be a lot of good guys there. You know, especially if uh, if trading back, you know, becomes part of the <laughs> becomes part that's, of the deal. I think that's the all the ideal that we all want is right. Trade right. that nineteenth, maybe get like a twenty ninth, twentieth, and then get a one inside that forty nine. Have three picks in the top forty nine. I think we can get a lot of good players that way. There are ten guys on this list from Pro Football Focus. Okay, that I retweeted from Numbills fan on Twitter, and obviously Jared Goff. As a junior, a plus 53.8 grade. Carson Wentz is a senior, plus 29.2. But right under that list, you know, also not, not in any particular order, but ranked at a 30 is Paxton, or it, positive grade of 30.5, Paxton Lynch. Positive grade of 25.3, Connor Cook. Again, Brandon Allen with 30.7, like positive, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's other guys, Trayvon Boykin, Dak Prescott, Kevin Hogan, Vernon Adams Jr., Jeff Driscoll, and then it has three years for Hackenberg, 2013 freshman, negative 24.7 of a grade, sophomore, negative 41, junior, negative 12.1. And just looking at this list, I know this is not an NFL scout. This is, you know, but, you know, you, you look at that, and to have a guy out of the top three rounds, if he's touted that high, 
that's not going to see the field this year anyways because the Bills are cute. They will find a way if Tyrod Taylor actually does not re-sign here, which will never not happen. Like, I don't care about, like, I don't see it being a, a real possibility he doesn't sign. Like, get out of here. You, if you have a franchise quarterback, you find a way to keep him. And we understand if Stephon Gilmore does this day. We get it. You know, I'd keep Tyrod Taylor over him. If, if you think Tyrod's the answer. I think we can sign them both, actually. Right. I think we can, too. We have a lot of cap space. So I don't think we have anything to worry about. I hate worrying about contracts. But to the people out there, I don't think it's worth The Bills are going to take a DB in the first day. round this year. Yeah, I, I don't think it's worth I actually worth saw a couple that they did. Taking yeah. a, 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 a possible day one starter off your top three rounds on a guy who's going to be a backup. Yeah, I don't... Like, I, like, that does not make any sense. Get Rex Ryan good players. That's what the guy says. Get him good players. I think this quarterback thing is all a crock of bullshit. It makes no sense. I think it's Sunday. Doug Whaley says, yeah, we're going to take a quarterback. Or until we know what round, we're not going to tell you. And what's everybody do? Oh, they're going to take a quarterback. Hey, no. assholes, do you know how the CBA <laughs> works? Do you know, like, what a salary cap is? Do you know what all these things are? One, that guy ain't going to get that many reps, okay, compared to anybody else. There's going to be no quarterback competition, so he ain't starting. Two, the cheapest way to get a, uh, another guy to add to your roster is through the draft. Mid-rounds especially. Yeah. So stop it with this. They are not taking a damn quarterback, especially in the first round. Yeah. Unless maybe they trade back, but you got to have two to tango, and everybody wants to trade back this year. So Doug Whaley has been dangling that out there, that they like Hackenberg or whatever. They said Hogan in the past, you know, like, so – the best thing would be is if Paxton Lynch drops, because everyone thinks the Jets are going to take him at 20, we could probably sell that 19 for a lot if Paxton Lynch drops I that think much. that's what Doug Way was trying to do. And we get do. to screw the Jets, too, which would be a double right. awesomeness. No, I would be down if you got your extra quarterback, if you trade it back on extra third-round pick, second-round pick, yeah. somebody you want to really develop that you like a lot. I'm down for that. Yeah. But as far as how it stands now, with the picks you have, I, I personally want impact players, mm-hmm. you know, Mostly on the defense. Yeah, whatever. What and you know what? They could pick. They could pick a damn kicker first round. And and I love the Bills the dude so from much. Florida they State is actually nasty. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about this. He's the best kicker ever. He loves them. I love him too. I had to go against him four years basically. I'm a Clemson fan. If anyone didn't notice yet, he's a Florida State kicker. He's like the best kicker like in college history. But he's going like the third round. What if the Bills stuck him? I don't know if he can kick in the cold. That's the only problem. All right, you're a soccer player. He's what's, really good. What's the difference? <laughs> I said the same thing the... about Dan Carpenter, though. I was like, I don't know if he's going to be. Dan able. Carpenter was a soccer player before he was with uh, Miami. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's all mental. I'm 100%. Why don't you go try kicking balls or something, man? I Hey, Russ Brandon, you listen to this? Or Doug Whaley? I can kick. <laughs> Dude, let's go make yourself let's, your YouTube video. Let's just video. make a YouTube video. <laughs> and you'll just have you kicking field goals in the freaking basketball hoops. Hey, man, check this out. <laughs> okay. Oh, we got way off topic real quick. 
Big fan though. So wait, are we are we drafting a kicker? No, no, I don't want to actually draft a kicker. I just think that kicker is actually really good. Weren't you just taking a shit on Dan Carpenter earlier before we started Deacon? No. He was missing some kicks or something. Oh no! I just said we should uh, we should bring uh, Rex's boy in to be the holder. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh all right, all right. Too bad he's got another year in college. I think. Oh. Laces out. They signed uh, Rob Ryan's son too, Clemson. Did they? Yeah, he's like a one star. He had kids. Yeah, he, he, he one of them's a model, <laughs> a male model. Wow. Did you not know that? Rob no. Ryan. No. I oh, no one of them's like a male model. No. The other one's a fat like lineman. <laughs> Oh. Google it. Google Rex Ryan's I'm doing son. It. I'm doing it right now. Wait, it's Rex's son or Rob's oh, son? Oh, Rob's son. I keep doing it. Yeah, Rob Wait, Ryan. No, you guys got to get your facts right. So you're with me then. You think quarterback's uh, a hoax. I think... Look at these suggestions. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I think quarterback, fifth, sixth round. I like Dak and uh, Kevin Hogan. I think Kevin Hogan's the play. Because they, they've been talking to Kevin Hogan. Like They talked to him at the That's the Sanford kid, right? Yeah. He's a smart kid. But he's still playing in Greg Roman's system that's still left up there in Sanford. That's the deal. Yeah, which is perfect. Right, right. Yeah. He's a smart kid, and he's a winner. So, I was... He doesn't how, have that how's, how's his accuracy? It's a little off, but it's all footwork for him. There he is. His son is beautiful. I told you he's a male model. Man, I would fucking twist him off. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! He's like a famous male What the hell happened there? Then his other son's an O-lineman for Clemson about to be. Freshman. That's pretty sweet. D-lineman. Or is he D-lineman? Yeah. Yeah, This is where we have all of our facts straight. He's not very good. Welcome to Numbills Fan Podcast. Brought to you by NumbillsFan.com. Get all (laughs) non-right information. But you can figure out Rob Ryan's son is a male model. Or correct grammar at NumbillsFan.com. What about wide receiver? You think that's a possibility that early? I don't. I don't see it. Second round, maybe that 49th pick. I could see a Braxton Miller. That that kid. The more you talk about Braxton Miller, what do you think about Braxton Miller? I think he's he's good route runner. He's just very. He was a quarterback as I. He's very raw. Raw. He was one year his graduate year at Ohio State. He became the receiver. He was their quarterback until he blew his shoulder out. I want to say, the year before, but he's fast. Was he the starting quarterback last year, or was he the second quarterback? No. Last year, he was Because Cardell Jones was three, or not so, last year, a year before. Two, so he was the original starting quarterback, and then JT Barrett was the second quarterback, and he got hurt, and then Cardell was the third. And did Braxton Miller play the year before that? Yeah, he was a starter. He was, like, up for the Heisman. He was, yeah, he was a freak. He's got freak athleticism. Huh. He so has that you, spin move from week one. And what, do that, do? what do you do with him? He's raw. I don't know. You'd put him in a... He'd be is like... He, per- is he your project guy? Is he Greg Roman's little... He could be a project. He was a project Ohio State. He didn't really... They didn't put him on the field as much. He was more of gadget. He was like Percy Harvin. He's kind of like Percy Harvin, I would say. It sucks that he didn't see much playing time, though. Yeah, I, I, I maybe he didn't run the offense. I'm not sure. Huh. See, that's the, guys like that are so interesting to me because the draft is obviously all about potential. So yeah. you kind of wonder... You can you could talk yourself into any position, you know, and and a lot of times and say the Bills draft a cornerback at nineteen, right? That tells you a lot where they stand with Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, you know, so I anything they grab, I could be talked into it. 
basically. Mike yeah. Rodak had uh, the def- a defensive tackle. The Ron Reed. Yeah. At we missed who was drafted draft. before. We saw Lawson was early, so yeah. that sucks. But, there's... but I was shocked about a defensive tackle. Like I, I, For some reason, I moved away from that. I thought it would be a good idea. But I feel like somebody that can do m- multiple things, say yeah. like more of like a defensive and outside linebacker type guy, like a guy who could pass, rush, and, and, and drop back, or, or say a safety who can play linebacker, like kind of in the early rounds. That Reed you know guy I mean? can like, pass rush, though. Those de- There's a lot of D tackles that are pass rush. The Rankins guy from Louisville, who he, I've seen him all the way from top seven to all the way to the Bills. Who knows? I would just take anyone top uh, front seven. I would take a front seven guy because it's so deep. Right. What about you, man? Nothing. <laughs> trade them all away. Yeah, trade trade all of them. I all think there's get the first overall pick next year. I've been saying it a lot, like every podcast. I'm such a homer. I can't wait till the draft because, like, whatever they pick, I'm gonna be like, yeah. I'm so excited. You'll convince yourself it's good. There's not one guy. There's uh, not one guy I really want. I just want oh. interesting. Th- my favorite day of the draft is when the draft is over and the undrafted free agents are signed. And I'm like, I cannot wait to dig deep. Okay, this is that quote-unquote fuck-off who allegedly did this and da-da-da, and he never got a fair shot, and so-and-so happened to show him off at camp, and he got hurt. I don't know. I love reading those stories. I love reading, like, the... Redemption stories. I remember when they brought in. I was going to say, what what story is this? The Mighty Ducks? <laughs> I don't know. It is a good story, though. I think it's cool, man. You learn a lot about guys. Like, uh, Joyke Bell, when the Bills drafted CJ Spiller, they brought in Joyke Bell. And I thought at camp, he played and awesome. And cut him. Yeah, yes. and they did cut him. Yes, you know? they did. Pretty early, too, I think, actually. Yeah, first cuts, I believe. Yeah. But I thought I thought he looked good. No, wait. No, nah, he held on for Maybe a minute, I thought. He definitely didn't make the team. No. No. Nope. No, but he had a pretty promising career. I'm a big fan of the sixth and seventh, like Stevie Johnson when he was a seventh pick. He was my boy for forever. I liked him before we even started playing him. I like the, uh, I just like, like, I like the knock, the chip on the shoulder, like, like Roby. If you knew Roby was going to play this good in the NFL, you're not telling me he ain't getting drafted in the third round. Yeah. He's you know a, what I'm saying? He's a, if one of the best that, nickel corners, I think, in the league. Right. and Unless the refs are stupid. As that we happens. Know, as we all know. That happens. Twice. So do you think top three rounds are going to grab a receiver? This is something I could I've see been it. around. I could see a lot. I, I could see it. What do you think about Robert Woods? I love Robert Woods. I, think I do, too. He, he literally there. does everything for the team. He just had surgery on both of his groins, like both sides of his groin. And <laughs> both his groins, yeah, both says. his groins, both of them, and uh, you know, I feel I feel that guy's actually a pretty explosive kid. He's, I think he's got great hands too. He's got good hands, and he's not afraid to just fuck somebody up. And he's a great special teams. He literally, I think, he was on every special teams and offense. Was he? And during training camp last year, he was our only healthy receiver. Which is also how he said he got hurt because everybody kept going down. And he would, they'd had like four receivers. Reps. He had to play everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good kid. I really right. like him. I think. I think we need a slot guy. I, I, I think uh, I would like to see Robert Woods honestly get a second contract there. 
if we oh, because I, would, I think yeah. he would be affordable, and he does a wonderful job. He adapts to any system. As long as Bill Belichick doesn't steal him from us, because we've seen that. Yeah. It's okay, man. I don't want to... <laughs> Look, this is the biggest Chris Hogan fan I know. Scott Campbell. That's me. Right here. He's so what, tell us why you loved Chris Hogan. Uh, he played lacrosse at Penn State. He was actually one of the best lacrosse players in New Jersey. Really? Yeah. And then he like blew up. He kept blowing out his ankle. He did that with the Dolphins, too. Really? Mm-hmm. He had like bad ankle problems all the time. So what happened? How did he fix it? I don't know. I guess it goes away. Really? You just don't twist it. Huh. That's all I got. You put some tape on there. Yeah. Yeah, Scott was pretty pissed when he got signed. You were, did you throw anything or no? No, nah, I didn't throw anything. But good thing I didn't ever bought his jersey. I was but, debating but it. But, yo, not for nothing. Unlike you with your uh, Percy Harvin jersey. Ooh. There we go. I had to get off the Chris Hogan. Yeah, guys, sorry. The, <laughs> I, the mic just cut out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um... Wow, if anyone's mic. I will say, I think I think Robert Woods is greater than Chris Hogan. Oh, I agree. That because so that kind of makes you wonder, like, if Chris Hogan got that, yeah, twelve mil. I what? think they purposely did that because they knew our cap space and knew we couldn't sign him. Yeah, because they're assholes. That's okay. We did it to the to the Dolphins with Charles Clay last year. Yeah, but. But what? Bill Belichick knows he's a good punter. I still don't know how he knows that. You've ever heard that story? No. Oh, Chris Hogan used to do a uh, punting contest against our punter. <laughs> and so when they asked Bill Belichick, what do you know about Chris Hogan? Oh, he could be a good backup punter for us. And there's this whole article about how Chris Hogan used to do punting contests against our punter. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. They used to do coffin corners. And it was he'd lose, but he was close. So who did Bill Belichick? He's a freak athlete. Who did Bill Belichick ask for that? No, uh, I I don't know how he knows all this stuff. Who knows? So is that like a joke or is that like serious? No, that actually and like, like Bill Belichick really inquired about it. No, they. I think it was the New England media asked him like a question about Hogan, like what do you know about him? And he was talking about good, and he's like, oh, he's also a really good backup punter. And then all the Bills like beat writers were like, oh yeah, we never even thought about it. They used to do punting contests. Against our punter. Wow. He's a freak athlete. What do you think? Lacrosse athletes. We're all athletes. <laughs> okay. That's pretty neat. Yeah, but he's not on our team anymore, so. so Bye. Now, so now what? Who Bye. replaces Chris Hogan? I, who knows? Ah, who cares? Just number three receiver. I'm not going to dive into that. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Braxton Miller. That's the only one. Or that Dachshund guy. I don't know much about him. Realistically... I hope the Bills can trade back a little bit, get something for that pick, give the shafts to the Jets, see what happens. The Jets, I cannot believe what they're doing. I, I, I That team, and I'm going to talk shit about them. I mean, you got Brandon Marshall and Decker hanging with Fitzy. Come on, man, come sign with the team, bro. Come sign it. And like, yo, not for nothing, Fitzpatrick has seen this play out. And this year has been so wild. Like, we didn't talk last time about Josh Norman, or about, yeah, about Norman getting released and signed. That just happened, that's why. Yeah, like, you know, and, and it's kind of like the same thing with Norman is going to affect Gilmore's contract is the same way that Osweiler is affecting Fitzpatrick. 
Yeah. And I think Fitz should be paid starting money. He's proven it. That said, the more chaos for the Jets, the better. I wish Fitz the best, but hopefully the Bills can really put a wrench in their plans. That would be awesome. And I don't know how he's going to do it. You think? What about you, Deeks? See anything fishy going on, or? Um, EJ Manuel to the Jets for a sixth round pick. I'd give it to him for free. <laughs> we had this debate over wings. Wait, no, we didn't eat wings. The, but then, no, then the wings. question is, how do the Jets flush Gino? <laughs> they have a quarterback competition. I guess Yo, what the if they just didn't even trade? I would not want Gino. No. 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 Yeah, but don't you remember Rex was trying, was fantasizing about getting Gino's Actually, actually, let's not do that. I don't think that was actually true either. If Ed and Polly makes the team next year, though. And we can knock him out again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. He's a changed man. He's been with Rex. and. uh, I want less Jets. We don't have any. I know. That's why I like it. And then Polly was the only Jets. That's why it's so funny when you read no, on Twitter. No, he wasn't. Okay, There's... who else is a Jet that's on the roster right now? Oh, right now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It was always just rumored, which I think he was just hanging out with them. Like, Cromartie even came in. I think they just like to hang out with Rex, and they just come into the one Bill's drive, and everyone's like, oh, this guy's visiting. They're just throwing him a bone, Cromartie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just Maybe, like, helping... It. Like, maybe, oh, ooh, this team's looking after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. build that hype. Yeah. And I don't even think Cromartie, I saw that Cromartie's like, oh, they are interested? Like, he didn't even know. I think they just threw that out there to Bills. Rex probably called in a favor, yeah. hopefully, just to help out. He's that a player's coach. Nice. Yeah, man. What do you think about, um, you know, so we talked about pretty much, kind of, I would say, like, the top. The top smoke screen was the QB. Mm-hmm. I think secondary smoke screen is a wide receiver a little bit mm-hmm. lately. Um, is there anything? I, I don't see them taking a safety that high in the first round. I mean, a lot of people don't value safeties that high because some, a lot of times safeties are drafted that high in the first round. See Dante Whitner, see, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and they don't turn into – the impact player that you hope for. Yeah. I think there's probably only one safety probably going in the first round. Kyle Joseph from West Virginia, who is really good. Came off ACL injury, though. Okay. He only played four games. He played four games last year and five picks. And he's a hard-hitting 5'10 kid who's pretty good, who is ideal in Rex Ryan's, like, system. But I don't think I don't think we'd take him at 19. If we traded back and got a second first round – or a second second-round pick, Maybe. But I think there's safeties. That Von Bell from Ohio State, I think they were. He's been pegged at 49 a few times for us. It wouldn't be that bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like Corey Graham's getting old. You don't. We have no idea about Aaron Williams. I think a safety wouldn't be bad. No, not at all. Yeah, and you know, I've I've said it before. You know, uh, defensive back and and wide receiver for me. That's the other position where. You should always look. You should always look to take one of those guys and stay, stay a year younger at that position. You know, uh, just because having that extra step, having that extra extra speed, having that that young guy in that position. You know, that's the two positions that I think really benefit from having a younger player. 
I agree. I I, I might be. <coughs> Excuse me. I might be. But yeah. So, anyways, to to come come back on that though, yeah, a, a defensive back. You know, preferably a safety. Good bet. Like first round? Are you saying like? Well, no, three? no. But well, if you're if, saying at a good value and good good value. Um, again, if if we look at if we look at you know the possibility of of uh, you know moving back, definitely you know those one of those top three picks. If, right. Definitely. Because I, you know, on the Corey Graham point, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Corey Graham. Because I just love the story of you know, I I don't want to be with the Chuck, with the the Chicago Bears anymore because I want a chance to start a cornerback. I don't want to just be a special teams guy anymore. I want to. He went to the Ravens and he proved himself to do that, and now he went to the Bills and he was a very solid corner. His first year with the Bills and second year with him moving to safety, he cerebrally has it. The problem is is what his coach Tim McDonald was saying is. Now that he's a safety, he's seeing too much of the play, and he's and he's honestly just biting more. So what I think with Corey Graham is, I don't think he sucks. Me and you, you would say you're like, man, he's making all the tackles, but I think that I'm trying to figure out if he sucks, which I don't think he does, or is it that, or is it, hey, it's his first year at the position. I agree with the first year. You know what I mean? Because I just don't – I believe, like, that guy is so smart. It, 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 no, he and he's so athletic. It, I don't feel like that guy's done. I, I just don't. I don't I don't feel he's done, and I love having that, that, that hybrid, that corner safety. And I feel in this draft there's about, from what I've seen, three to four pretty good ones that are safeties that have cornerback experience or vice versa. I think the hybrid they're actually looking for is the safety linebacker, which right. there's a, about two. There's the one kid from Clemson, obviously, uh, Curse, who, you know, Rex loves his Clemson boys. So he, what do you think about him? I wanted to get into – we had on our, little, on our little set list here, we had a section called Clemson Sleepers. So, yeah, so I follow them, so I watch them a lot. Got to see him in Oklahoma. So what do you Miami think? What do you, overall, let's start. What do you think about the Clemson team? Like, what's the whole vibe of the coach? Rex Ryan takes from him a lot. Some principles. Um, how are the players? Are they so, people? People are they? Yeah. So Dabo's a very players coach. He's a little different than Rex. He's more. He takes in all good character players that are also good at football. So they can they all learn the system. They run a three four two. They run a high, they run almost the same kind of defense. It's all three four. So all good. So this curse guy is a six four two twenty safety. He's Cam Chancellor. Is that tall? Yeah, he's huge. Get out of here. Yeah, and he's pretty good. He's started since he was a freshman. So right now they have him. Ready. And he's a true senior. No, he's a junior. He came. He's out a junior. Early. Okay. Yeah. He came out early. They all did. Him, Alexander, and T.J. Green, the other safety. Okay. Who they're thinking of moving to a corner, and he's jumped up. He's flew up the draft charts. He went from like a fourth round pick to summer sinking end of first, early second, because he ran a four three. Right. But he's so they they're gonna think he's more of a corner because he was he was a shaky at safety I would say and he only had one year starting. But Curse was a very solid safety, and I could see if he's there in the third round, I would definitely take him. What's the best attribute of his game? Is he like a guy that you think could drop down and 
And, and yeah. Could he cover? He's, he's a decent cover. The, the one knock on him was he takes bad angles when tackling. So that's why they'd always give up. Clemson didn't give up many yards. There was one guy they gave on up the Bills already who plays safety. He's not like Duke Williams. Takes he's takes awful. He's better than him. Angles. Yes. <laughs> Trust me, he's, he's awful. I hate, I don't like Duke Williams. Uh, he's not. Love man. I'm sure Duke Williams is a cool dude. But, yo, yeah. Duke, man, I hope you are working with your fucking protractor because your time <laughs> is going to be up soon, dude. You got potential, man. Especially Come if on. we draft someone. Come on, man. Yeah. But that was his only knock. But He's good on the Duke Williams is solid on the run, though, man. I ain't going to lie. Solid on the run. Chris can cover tight ends, which is what we'll need against the Patriots. Can he lay the wood? Yes. He's 6'4", 220. Doesn't matter, man. <laughs> Brandon Jacobs could not run two inches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a running back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you try to play like Barry Sanders. Like, what are you doing, Sasquatch? He, uh, look up uh, last year, Louisville, end of the game. He literally crushed the receiver at the one-yard line, and the ball popped up, and they got a pick because of him. That's all I got. Third round, huh? If he's there, I don't think he'll last okay. that long. Um, this is so great because I'm such a layman with college. Uh, I don't know anything. I really don't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I do. <laughs> I will about other shit. We're not, we're not college football. Fuck that. I'm going to go crazy. Um, so who else do you like? Any, anybody say front seven that you could see on Clemson after the first, like if Shaq Lawson's there, you think that they're going to take him at 19, but you don't think he's going to drop that far. I don't know if he'll drop. People have him at Chicago. People have him at Oakland. Who's the other kid on the other side? Kevin Dodd. Now, some people think that Kevin Dodd is more ready, but he's also three years older. Other way around. He? No, it's the other way around. Shaq Ka- Lawson? Yeah, Shaq's played. Shaq played behind Vic Beasley, who was a top 10 pick last year, who they both had the exact same stats their junior year, I guess, their final year. Some people have Atlanta taking actually Lawson, and they would just put them together again, which would oh, be wow. insane. Yeah, and they also have a defensive tackle from Clemson, so they'd have an all-Clemson front seven. Clemson <laughs> is just turning players out. Same lately, with Bama. Man. That's why I would take. I would either take a Bama or a Clemson guy. They're in the national championship. Might as well. Boom. That's so awesome. And they're just man. big boys. But uh, no, Kevin Dodd's more is a. He's like a one-year, kind of one-year player, but he had a great, great year. And they both went against guys who are the Stanley guy from Notre Dame. Yep. Lawson ate him up. Mm-hmm. It was also a downpour, so I don't know if that who that helps. But he ate him up in that game. Dodd ate up Alabama in the national championship, and that's Alabama's offensive line is always one of the best. So I would take either of them. Dodd, that's why the trade back would be awesome, because I think you get Dodd late first. And then six-round sleeper DJ Reader, a defensive tackle, who could be really good. But he only played half the season last year. Now what's his story? So he was going to be a starter at defensive tackle for the – for the year, but during camp, probably training camp, he just said he, he just didn't want to play, and he couldn't do it. He was having, apparently, I think the rumor was it was depression. He just wanted to focus on school. He came back through halfway through the year. He was still friends with all the teammates. It was all good. He didn't play much, but he the times he played, he actually he had to show up because Shaq actually lost and missed half, more than half, three-fourths of the Oklahoma semifinal game. He's had He had a good couple games. 
And he, I think he's a good, solid player. And if his head's on right, he'd be perfect in the sixth or seventh round. I would love to see a guy like, like that who could develop behind Kyle Williams and Darius. And I think people are forgetting about Corbin Bryant and they're forgetting about Jarius Wynn. And those two guys are, are serious NFL football players. Wynn's moving to yeah, linebacker, right? right. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be playing outside he, linebacker. He's dropped 20 pounds already. Yeah. Dang. I think that's why they cut Tony Stewart. Right. So... And when, Poor guy, he's had a hard year. He was a Clemson guy, too. Yeah. Wynn embraced it. Yeah. He goes, that's what I'm doing, that's what I'm doing. Okay. And that's awesome, because that guy was saying defensive tackle <laughs> sometimes, too. And it's like, all right. And I feel that was a big reason that the line play went down, because I felt like Wynn was a big part of that on depth, because the year under Schwartz, we thought that the defensive line had solid depth. But um, it would be great to grab some value guys from a school that you know the pedigree of players mm-hmm. that said it's all about your value, 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 value. But I obviously, if you have people, you know, if you trust where these kids are farmed from, per se, you know, you, you, you trust how the coach of Clemson recruits. Yeah then you already know, okay, he's a good guy. And, and Rex, I'm sure, has intimate knowledge through his son, like you were saying, Deeks, about, you know, the inside scoop of all these guys. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. why people would complain about, like, him, like, taking too many Clemson guys and being all about Clemson's. I mean, it's a pretty good program. And if he knows it, he's not going to just take them. It's, it's kind of like when Marone knew Nassip and we didn't take him. Drink. It's a Marone drinking game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the NASA thing really puzzled me, man. That was like a surprising draft. That's that's a draft where people talk about all the wild, you know, the media catching on. The media really doesn't know crap. No, and I mean, you know that that's the easiest dot to connect to. Okay, so we got a new head coach. Oh, he'll bring his quarterback. Easiest, easiest possible. And assumption they moved him into make. the first round somehow. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't think he got picked to like the fourth. <laughs> Or something. Yeah, third, third, it fourth. was fourth. Yeah, and it was crazy. Um, any other Clemson sleepers you got? Anybody offensively you think the Bills could use? What about wide receivers? So Peak would be seven. He'd probably be undrafted. He was a senior, but Clemson's wide receiver you and all their guys are amazing. He didn't play that much, but he was their deep threat. But he ended up running like a four three five, so he might go seventh. He's a okay. big dude. But they have so many receivers, so we didn't play that much. Well, Rex with the Jets every year, he used to get one pick. He used to give him the seventh round pick. Really? So I wonder if Whaley has something like that with him, maybe worked out. Or he could get. Nah, but I could see Peak not getting drafted. Or seventh. He'd be a perfect seventh round receiver, big receiver. High potential? Or just, again, like a he pass could be, or just very raw? He's not raw. He's He was a fifth year senior at Clemson. He was just, there was just better players because there's. Oh, okay. Their receivers are ridiculous there. How big is he? 6'4", six, 6'5", six, I don't know. That big? I don't know the exact. What about Des Lewis? The Bills have Des Lewis. And that guy's a good-sized guy, too. Yeah, no, that's, that's one guy from last year that I was really hoping was going to be, like, the diamond in the rough that panned out for us. I don't think he got that many opportunities, though. No, he you didn't. Know? And, you know, he's still there, though. The, the, right. 
they see something and he's still there. There's a bunch of other guys that they piled in on top of him, but we'll see. We'll see who's you know still around. There was somebody's Instagram, one of the Bills players that came across Instagram or Twitter or something. Who was it? You don't know. It was the ping pong thing. I think it was Des Lewis. And I'll follow Des Lewis. Uh, I, yeah. That, either way, somebody. If it somebody, was, I missed it. Was it was so funny. Somebody goes, "This is how I play tennis," and he said, or, "Or ping pong." This is how I do. It's in the Bills locker room. Dude serves the ball. Guy hits it back, and he just spikes it on his ass. <laughs> oh, I think I actually did see that. Yeah, yeah. It was so in funny. the locker room, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. It was so awesome. But Peek is a uh, six three, two hundred, and he ran a four three at the combine apparently. So maybe he will get drafted because speed four three is pretty fast. Can't teach speed. That's the number you one can't thing. Can't teach speed. That's all you got for Clemson guys. No offensive linemen you think are solid. Like their offensive line are all underclassmen. Are they? Which is awesome. Their what offense. About? They're returning ten out of their eleven. What about linebackers? Any linebackers for competition, you think? Uh, Goodson could be a fifth or sixth. He's pretty good. See, I like all this. To me, the draft, the best part about the draft is, like, after the first round. Yeah. It's always, I love to see, like, we were talking earlier and when we were eating, and it's like, I, it's like I look at every position, and if you really add up, you kind of got, like, 13 positions, just about, give or take, overall. So it's like if you go five on each – you know, you got at least, you know, 50 players, five and three is, you know, yeah. good amount, you know. So, like, it's kind of cool because you have – I like to see the guys, that the top guys that fall out, that just keep dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And then non-drafted free agent guys go and you're like, oh, wait, they were touted to be a first-round pick, but something dumb happened. Like, let's see what we could do with these people. And then it's like – like, Central Henderson, seventh-round draft pick, outplays Cyrus Quanjo, the second-round draft pick, you know, at the right tackle spot. And the Bills, I think, are trying to, like, salvage uh, Cyrus Quanjo still, too, by the way, speaking of the tackle spot. So, yeah. I, it's curious. I mean, I feel like late rounds could be kind of interesting. It's the cheapest way to – it's the cheapest way to add depth is the draft. But I don't see, again, I don't see them overall wasting a pick top three rounds on a quarterback. But how many cornerbacks do you think they're going to take this year? There's also a cornerback who could be late for Clemson. He might be undrafted. I don't even know why he left Banks or Blanks or something. He left? He left early. He was like a, he must have been something. I don't know. But he's a nickel. He's our nickel corner, Banks. So I, if we don't take a Clemson guy in the first two days, I bet you we take at least a couple late. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Anything else, guys? I mean, what'd you think about the schedule that dropped? Big fan of the home opener Thursday night. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like Armageddon. I feel like a lot of broken tables. Hopefully, a win. <laughs> That's a tough game, man. To open up in Baltimore. Oh, the opening opening game. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough game. Especially because they m- won't be hurt, so, and they're gonna be want to prove something that last year was all about injuries. I hope it happens for the Bills, man. I hope I hope this is the year. I feel like that game's gonna be hard for Tyrod to prepare for mentally. 
going back there, you know what I mean? True. Or he wants to prove he was better than Flacco. Is Flacco elite? Oh. <laughs> what do you think? We don't got we don't got time for that <laughs> conversation. I think he's good. I think he's I think he's really, really good, but um I think he's underappreciated. I think he's very underappreciated. But I don't know. I think there's like three quarterbacks that are elite. If we're gonna do that joke. The Joe Biscalia. He's the one who does it, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, I tweeted Joe Biscalia today. He's a nice guy. He's your boy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Hey, you know what we tweeted about actually? The Bills actually confirmed. Doug Whaley actually mentioned. Oh yeah, I saw that. That Cam Newton, they were eyeing up. They thought Cam Newton was going to fall to them because they were expecting Andrew Luck to come out. Yeah, no, Andrew Luck screwed us. And I, and you know what's funny about Andrew Luck screwing us? I say it all the time. Peyton Manning really influenced him to stay in school. Yeah, he's an asshole. Too. Yeah, way to go, Peyton. Yeah, but who was going to coach Cam Newton? Yeah, what was that? Chan Gailey. Oh, it was Chang, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was, been, wasn't it? Yeah. We would have had him and C.J. Spiller in the backfield. That would have been Yeah, kind of it would have been. You wouldn't have needed a defense. Who cares? We could have had it by him right now. You know Cam we, Newton technically didn't get really good until the last two or three years. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to say. I mean, do you think Cam I mean, Newton, his rookie year, he was would, breaking Peyton Manning's record. We would have been the idiots, shit. though, who, like, probably, like, got rid of him. Well, no, I'm saying, would Cam Newton have saved Chan Gailey's job? Probably not, and would would what came next have saved Cam Newton's job? Probably not. And then he then it would have hurt because he would have ended up being that dude that got away. And then, nah, I feel like we Cam be, Newton. I don't know if we've gotten rid of him. Who knows? It would it would be almost too Buffalo of us to <laughs> to not to. I, I wish I wish Cam Newton was here at that time, and I, I, I was the only one who thought Cam Newton was not going to get drafted by the Carolina Panthers. I'm like, no, man, they just took Clawson, bro. But then we He's wouldn't have Marcel. Fallen. We wouldn't have Darius. That's true. We would find someone. That's true. So overall, if you look at the schedule, if you're listening to this, I'm not going to read this are. verbatim to you. Go read the damn schedule. But their opening game is on a Thursday night football. Home opener. Home opener against the Jets. And it's going to be a color rush game. Or, wait, is it? Yeah, yeah yes. they're all. We're red again. And they're going to cater to the color vine this time. Are they? I thought yeah. we were red again. I saw the rumor we were red again. Yeah, but the thing is, they could still do the color rush one, and just flip it. One team has to be white. One, one, yeah, one team is going to be all white, I heard. I wish we were all white. That would be sweet. And have a white out. Last time we called for a whiteout a few years ago, we got crushed, man. Weren't we playing like New England though? I think it was San Diego. <sighs> yeah. There was like some game. That. No, yeah. There was a San Diego game, and and everybody's like, oh, I'm white, we're white, or something. That was that was the EJ that almost could. I oh that game hurt. I remember that game. And it's like the Pagulas just bought the team. and Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Man. Bummer. Jim Kelly's here. Bill Pullian's here, I thought, too. Up. Oh, what do you do? You lose. Yeah. Bravo. Anyways. Well, the Bills might not play Tom Brady week four. Yeah, we so talked about that. That's kind of interesting. The Bills also have the Cardinals week three. That's gonna be a that's gonna be one of the more difficult games they have this. It's season. a pretty tough opening schedule. Yeah, yeah. Depending on 
the who Brady. the quarter, depending on the Brady and the the mystery quarterback that the Jets are gonna end up with. Oh yeah. Well, they have some. They have some teams. They should. They should win. I would say now, even without the draft. Brett Favre's coming back. I would say the. <laughs> you know, they got the Rams. They're at L.A. Five to NYJ. San Fran is coming to Buffalo Week Six. You know, we have the Dolphins obviously twice a year. We did the Seahawks right after the Patriots, October to November. So that's gonna be tough. Week eight, week nine, and yeah. then they're on a bye week and come back and face the Bengals. That's a tough three games right there. The yeah, Bengals the Seahawks, are no joke. The Seahawks got Browner back now too. Legion of Booms. Yeah, what happened? What happened? They weren't using Browner right, as Patrick Peterson would probably say. See, what he was asked to do in Seattle is way easier than being a real corner like moi. Like Where he actually has to cover. <laughs> you know, so they signed Browner and used him differently. And he couldn't hack it, probably. And I better go where I'm known. What do you think? What game? We were talking, you were talking about going to Seattle, right? Yeah, my uh, sister's husband's from there. So got a free stay there. So probably I think we're going there. Tickets are, it's a Monday night game, too. Yeah, it's beautiful. It could be. They got nice fans. They're not dicks. No, they think they're like the best fans in the world. Like, no. oh, now they do. They've been that for like three years now. They like think they're the best fans ever. He already's like, I'll bring head, I'll bring uh, earphones for you just because it's so loud. I was like, shut up. <laughs> you're not. Every fan base is loud. You guys just no, think it's you're not. The best. You've been to Miami, right? It's like doing okay. Not Miami's every... like a morgue. That's not a fan base. Miami doesn't have fans. They're all people who are from, like, other places. They're all expats. Rolf Wilson Stadium South. The, the 90s Bills used to call it. That's so crazy. How do you suck that much? I mean, really. Who, the Bills? The Miami Dolphin oh. fan base. When you go to the stadium, it's like, they're not loud at all. Like they don't even know it's like like what's going on because they don't care. It's the weirdest like, thing. All their sports are like that. Like the, the Heat were like in the finals and like they all left early that one game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> then, that's right. Bosh yelled at them. And then yeah, because Ray Allen hit like a three and they came back and like the place was empty and they won. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the sickest ending of any like basketball <laughs> and, like, game their I've whole ever watched. Stadium was empty because they all left. They're like the worst fans ever. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> yeah. Come down to South Beach. LeBron went back to Cleveland. <laughs> 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 I was ripping on my friend for going to Cleveland all the time. I go, why the fuck are you going to that shithole? <laughs> I love making myself Johnny that. Manziel. <laughs> Johnny. I got some job openings for you. Um, Yo... Yeah, they stole my idea. CBS Sports stole your idea. I sent you the link. So give the breakdown. What was my idea? Tell them my Nostradamus. Yo, this was this was way back when when he was first starting to get in trouble. You were like, Yeah, you know, I would I would pick up Johnny Manziel. And I'm I'm over here like, What? What why the fuck would you do this? and you're like, Yeah, for my company doing drywall. It's got a killer arm. Probably swing some mud. No, didn't he get like some? It was like a 
fast food place, like tried to hire him. Yeah, yeah. Some some restaurant <laughs> said that he has like a standing job offer in Washington. <laughs> but yeah, no, we did that bit like six months prior. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, CBS Sports doesn't think we're funny. But that's all right because we don't think they're funny either. Well, speaking of morons, on uh, week twelve, the Bills have the Jaguars. <laughs> we're dug of our own. Drink is going to be uh, on the sideline as the offensive line coach, you know. Dog, what happened to getting a job, man? What happened, Brosif? Nobody called you in? You blew it? Dog. Tom Sula got a job and you didn't. Where did Tom Sula get a job? No, no. Not I'm anymore. saying last year. Oh. I really think he might be doing construction now. Tom Sula? Yeah. Oh, he looks like an Italian contractor. Oh, yeah. He does not look like a head <laughs> coach. get him on the podcast. <laughs> I felt so bad for Tom Sula, man, because that guy has the coolest swag ever, dude. He is totally the Italian guy look. Like, I just <laughs> picture him, like, with the tracksuit on, gold chain, red tracksuit, black tracksuit, just got to be white stripes, don't matter. You could do the black and red stripes or the red. Whatever you feel, Tom Sula, but you got it. Because he had, like, the hair I thought was greased back a little bit. I picture a toothpick, a lot of spit coming out, some farts. He's definitely farted. He definitely farted in an interview. Yeah. My kind of people, man. I can tell. I don't want to be in the same room with him when he farts necessarily. <laughs> Not saying I want to smell his shit, but hey, he'd probably give us the business straight. Let me tell you the deal with that guy. Yeah, what's the deal with him? He's a dick. Really? Yeah. Cool. That's all you got to know about that. Not some long story. Just right to it. He's a dick. Oh, nice. Nice. So anyways, the Bills play the Jaguars week 12. I think Blake Bortles is really good, actually. I think they're a team on a rise, and you could tell me the Bills are playing UB, and I can talk my way into the Bills losing, and I could talk my way into the Bills winning. So I could do this with any team, any given Sunday, any time of year. I think you're going to get a good cornerback in the draft, too. I think the Florida guy, Hargraves, Graves, Graves, whatever. He's Why? Good. Are you privy to the Jaguars draft board? I just know it. they're because they're like the sixth or seventh pick or something, right? What do they need? Defense. Their offense is pretty good, and I think they're going to go corner. After that week, they have the Raiders. Week thirteen, Raiders, another team on the rise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Carr is pretty solid, man. Yeah, pretty Carr is solid. Bortles. I think Bortles is like a year uh, or two ahead of him. He developed good, good chemistry with Cooper there. Um, you know, that's a nice little. It's a nice little uh, combo there, you know, wide receiver, quarterback, you know, tandem. Um, they got a thing going on. Their defense is scary-ish and getting scarier. You know? They got the UB kid, Camille Mack. Yeah, yeah, Mack is sick. And if they got Shaq Lawson to go up with him, that's another draft pick that could be scary for us. Yo, good thing, uh, good thing our quarterback's got some quick feet. Next three games the Bills have are in December, and that's December 11th with against the Steelers, 18th against the Browns, and the 24th of December against uh, the, I should say they're hosting all those teams. <laughs> you remember against the Dolphins. Remember when Dave said he wasn't going to read it verbatim? <laughs> no, he I'm skipped not. like two games. No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> skip. I glossed over it, man. Um, pretty much, they have three home games in a row, and those are all very winnable. Games, the yeah, last I think the last two are very winnable. I mean the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I wish for 
shit's sake, the Bills could just close out the Steelers sometime, man, because the Steelers are just one of those teams that I wish the Bills could just be at, where you think they might be out of it, but they just get into the playoffs, and that's it. They're just consistently in. They figure it out. And it's like I just want them to just crush the Steelers. Just once. Right now, like the Steelers are the... They always get in the, 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 the freaking the op- way, man. They always get in the way. Them in Kansas City. Yeah, the, dude. They're the opposite of the Bills. The The Steelers are that team who can have their quarterback miss a few fucking games and still make the goddamn playoffs. Bills, Tyrod misses two games. That's it. It's over. Yeah, they bring out Byron Leftwich, dig him up from the grave. Yeah, seriously. And they bring in Terry Bradshaw, and he just, like, throws two touchdowns. They won a game with... Roethlisberger playing with no shoulder. Yeah. It was awful. I was watching that game. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. He couldn't throw it past you're five fucking, yards. You're kidding me. He was tossing How? that shit underhand. And then um, then you watch a Bills game, and you're like, can you just get more than three plays consecutively so we don't have to kick this ball to the team? Can you, like, not can other you not? team punter can, drop can you just this not? punt? Within the first five yards of our own end zone or goal line. We still want that. Please, can we still just not do that? You know, I feel like when your team just absolutely shits on itself constantly for years, you're just like, how many fucking bad bounces can we get? And then you watch a team like the Steelers where dude is known for raping chicks and he catches all these fucking breaks. And you're like, really? Like, why? Well, Big Ben could be listening to this. Fuck Big Ben. You don't do that shit. <laughs> ben, I know you're listening. If you want to hit us up, numbillsfan at gmail.com. Talk to my agent, me. And, uh, you know, hit me up on Twitter, numbillsfan. But no, it's just the Steelers are one of those teams that they're always on. The, you can't count them out. You can't count them out. Ever. They always somehow bounce back. They they are the team that fights the adversity, but I love that organization though. I love Tomlin. Tom's the coolest motherfucking coach ever, dude. He's a That's G. the Tom Sula. I think he's a lot cooler <laughs> than him. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think Tom Sula. I don't think he's Tom cool. Sula's got that Italian swag. I love it, man. That's I, my Tom Sula's guy. a construction worker who just accidentally walked onto like a football field one time. <laughs> Yo, that's what I'm hoping to do. <laughs> that's why you like him hey, so guys, much. my playbook. You would be that under underrated story Dude, man, that you love. I got a love. playbook right here. Look at this, man. I got like a little notepad. Is there any plays in there? There's some music lyrics, and I don't know if you call it music, but you have like that playbook from like uh, Waterboy. That guy's got a special playbook, and he can't remember it. You My just... playbook is like Tecmo Bowl. Don't don't bring up Waterboy with Dave. He's sensitive. Yeah, I'm sensitive. Man. Were you the Waterboy? Oh, dude. So in high, this, this is the greatest story ever. Just kind of, so just like, look at him for a minute. No, no, just look at Dave for a minute. Like, Think about this. No, I've tweeted Adam Sandler. I am take, an evil twin, and he don't ever get back. You are me. Adam Sandler with long hair. Yeah, yeah no, I was gonna I say know. take take the hair down. I can see it now. So check this out. My freshman year of high school, man. <laughs> My freshman year of high school, I decided to join the wrestling team, right? And all of a sudden, the movie Waterboy comes out. Of course, in the middle. Like, like the first week of this movie, there's, like, or, like, like just about, like, yo, like, the, the timing of the trailer is already going on, 
and like so Deacon's about to die right now. And he's about to bash his head through the wall. His forehead is turning pink, and he's waving like an MC. With his little headphones on, his glasses. He's trying not to snicker so hard. Are you done? <laughs> you got Yo, something? I can't believe we're having this story on the podcast right now. Yes. <laughs> so this shit's great. And it was like the like the next four years of my life fucking sucked. Just wanted to punch everybody in the face. And you'll hear why. You'll hear why. So the movie co- coincides. Now, keep in mind, when I show up to wrestle practice, I'm showing up with like an empty vodka bottle that's plastic from my stepfather. And, and I would empty it out. I thought it was cute. So I'd like, because it had a handle on it. So I'd make like Gatorade, put it in the water, in, in the vodka bottle for attention. You know, I thought it was funny. So I'd bring it to practice. Fucking drink out of it. So all the seniors, a few of the seniors were like, they thought that shit was hilarious, you know. And I was like small, like pretty small, and I just had a mouth, obviously. So, dude, all of a sudden, this movie fucking Waterboy drops. And it's like the first like week and a half of practices, right? Somebody goes, you know what you look like? And I'm like, don't think anything of it. You look like the Waterboy. And somebody else picks up and I'm like, fuck, dude. We just, like, rolled out all the wrestling mats. We taped them all together. And everybody's all ready to go. I heard he had a few sips. We had our jog. You know what I mean? I heard a few sips of my uh, vodka bottle, the Gatorade. I'm set, ready to go. And so he goes, yeah, you do look like the water boy. And then it just escalates. <laughs> then eventually someone's like, I'm making all the noises. And I'm like, fuck. And next thing you know. All right, all right, come on, tackle me, tackle me. Come on, come on, tackle me. Start screeching, start screeching. And next thing you know, I'm just like, fuck it, man. And I just screech my ass off. Just, like, tackle the dude. And I was like, all right, this is just hopefully done. This is over with. Nah. Four years through high school. Waterboy, you're fart. Gatorade's better. It's like, fuck you. I'm going to punch you in your sleep. <laughs> like, go away. Needle Go dick. Away. Needle dick. Needle dick. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was awful. And my, and my friend Greg Morse was on the wrestling team with me. He listens to our podcasts all the time. He's probably fucking shitting his pants right now, dying. Dude, it was awful. I never like really ever told anybody about it, but like I fucking hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. If you want to quickly get punched in the face, come tell me to do a water boy joke. <laughs> Your face will get broke. Warning you now. Love you all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my fucking shit. That's it was awesome. awful. Yeah, fun postscript to that too. It had its fun. It had its fun moments. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna I get my. I'm gonna get my dad to do it week one. I love your dad. Fun postscript. I had this job for a while way back when. I've had a lot of jobs. We were we were talking about this. I actually mentioned the place earlier. But are you employed? I won't. I won't get into the specifics. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> are you collecting checks? <laughs> I, I got this job at a place, and, you know, I was shooting the shit with a couple of these kids that were in my training class or whatever, and uh, I asked them where they went to high school, and, you know, I was like, they, they told me they, they went to the same same school Dave did. I was like, oh, my buddy my buddy Dave went there, Dave Palermo, you know that guy? And they're like, oh, shit, you're friends with fucking Waterboy. <laughs> Best postscript ever. I hated it, man. I don't want to hear about your fucking Gatorade. I already knew about Gatorade. I was already drinking in my goddamn vodka bottle. 
I was a G. Get out of here. Not really. I wore hand me down clothes. Didn't have much money at all. But hey, things happen. Now we have a podcast. Now we're millionaires. I've always been cool. Internet dollars. That's so not true. I've never been cool. One team is very interesting that the Bills are facing after the Steelers is the Browns. That franchise really? is I don't such think a, a shithole. I don't know. Any, what say, is interesting about that? I was just about to say. They, they have might, a new coach? They might be the least interesting team in the history of sports. Look at their logo. They have a lot of draft picks. They're, they'll be interesting for the draft. Yeah. Guys, the Browns are not browning right now, man. They're actually doing what we talked about before this podcast started. We thought we were going to have a little session on Bills reflecting old drafts kind of thing. Which essentially is like for us, we were talking that once Buddy Nix came in the picture, shit started to get real. It seemed like the team was really starting to build on its players and bring in free agents, for, you know, like really do things that made sense, you know? And I feel like the Browns are finally doing that. The Browns are really making some sense. I think the RG3 pickup was very smart. Excuse me, he's proven it. One year, I was never a huge RG3 fan, ever. But I do believe in redemption. I do believe in second chances. I'm not a religious person, but, like, I just believe that people can change. And even Mike Shanahan gave RG3 a ringing endorsement, and, and those two butterheads more than ever. You know what, though? He liked Kirk Hugh Jackson better. is a good coach, man. He uh, did a very good job, I thought, with Oakland when he was there. And he didn't get enough credit, and he got fired. not that fired. bad. He's a good quarterbacks coach. Okay, so I think you can create a system to tailor to this kid. I'm just saying the last time they, they traded down a high pick was with us, and they took uh, Johnny Manziel with that extra pick. Yes, they did. So they've been known to screw up getting all these extra picks. And as far as Robert Griffin's concerned, my, my, my two cents, and actually more accurately two words on that, when healthy. Right. Okay, so they got something for him, but when healthy, he might work, but is he going to hold up? And that's that's been the question mark this whole offseason with all of these teams who've needed quarterbacks kind of skipping over him, you know? So, okay, the Browns give him his shot, but when it doesn't pan out, what do they do then? Now they do have a shit ton of draft picks, like – who do, who do they who do they stick in there though? Are, are they gonna stick a, a rookie quarterback in? I think RG and here's what makes me think RG three makes the most sense. I heard um, John Murphy had it on his podcast. He had a uh, I really should give her credit. I forgot her name. Somebody from Cleveland who covers the Browns and she was great. And she actually breaks some things out of Cleveland, but doesn't really get much credit because as it goes, you know, the four-letter network and the NFL network, and they, they kind of just somehow absolve the stories, and they kind of put out, make it seem like it's, you know how it goes. You never really know the source. So she has the ins, and she mentioned very specifically that the coaches took this kid, took RG3, and have really been really poking and prodding at him and really working on his mechanics right off the Bat. Like, they're genuinely, I think, making a concerted effort to try to salvage and fix this kid because the kid isn't stupid. I think 
the Redskins fuck everything up. Just like signing the Norman kid, the cornerback, for so much money. Like, they just do wild things, man. It's not a good organization to go to. I mean, allegedly Shanahan didn't even want to trade all those picks for RG3. You know, and Dan Snyder just does what he wants. Now, the thing that gets in the Browns' way, it's always at the top. There's something going on. There's something going on. But I feel like with Hugh Jackson, I feel like they're doing it right. Hugh Jackson has been on the rise for a while, and again, I think this guy can do some something nice with RG3. And they finally have a lot of picks. That said, I don't see them beating the Bills no matter what they do. Unless the Bills get depleted with injuries, you know what I mean? Unless but we have another 6-3 punt fest. The last three <laughs> games of the season for the, for the Buffalo Bills are home against the Browns, home against the Dolphins, and at the Jets. New Year's but Eve. we don't know what the Jets are going to be because, let's face it, we could shit on them all we want. The the division games are always so important to me. They're so tough. How many times have we discounted these teams between Miami and the Jets? And they, they last two years we've been the best in our own division than we've been in a long time. The Bills. So I feel like in years past we would always split. You know, it's not like we consistently would beat the Dolphins both times or the Jets both times. And there was a time where we didn't beat the Jets for a few years, and it was awful. Against Rex Ryan, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very manageable last three games of the season. If they could squeak out something nice, especially early, like what if they beat like the Cardinals? It's not really going to be that important because they're an NFC team, you know? And I'd rather have that big win, say quote-unquote big win, over a team like the Bengals. I would trade a win against the Bengals for a win against the Cardinals. It doesn't matter. You know, because then you do have to go common opponents, but you'd rather have a win in your AFC. Right. Well, one game at a time, I, I think I think this draft is going to say a lot for for what, what the Bills' thought process. Uh, like, right now I just feel like it's such a stale time in the NFL that, that the draft answers so many questions, and, they, and it answers so many. It, we will have months of talking points because – now you can assess other people's contracts on the team. Yeah. You know? And, and and it's way more than what did they just add. And who knows? Maybe only four to five guys even stick on the roster. I mean, if draft. you get five guys to stick on a roster off the draft, you're fucking winning. Like, you're doing a fantastic job. And I think two of the guys, two, we'll probably have two guys we draft start on defense. Probably a linebacker and probably a... Doug Whaley has some kind of knack. This, this, like you were saying, what'd you say about the scouts? Oh, I think our scouts are our pro scouts are the best. Is finding, finding guys that are already in the league and finding and knowing our guys and getting cutting them at the right time. Just how like the Patriots do it, they cut their guys right at the right time. But I think our our uh, what is it? Our our college scouts are very good too. So I think we've had decent drafts. Darby was a steal. That guy's a first round yeah. pick. Any oh. other year. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? It's almost like... Character issues, apparently. It, no, what's <laughs> amazing What's amazing to me is the Bills get ready cool for not having that first-round pick. And the Bills arguably pick the best player in the fucking draft in the second round. 
in the second round. Best corner. And, and, and people want to – there is, is believe it or not, people in the fan base who think Doug Whaley's a fucking moron. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? I sit in the fan – I sit in the stands. who sits in the stands, There's, my neighbor – with his dad, who gets me not to swear, and no swearing out. this year. We'll see how long that lasts. We gotta replace our dad. We gotta get him in the press <laughs> box with his radio. No, as long as he has his radio, maybe he won't uh, hear us swear. We'll get him the positive swear. vibes only. Let's get him the big ear cans. <laughs> get him the. Big... And then, and then when you want to swear, you, we just like. We just we just turn. I you do the old I, school and go earmuffs. <laughs> dad, earmuffs, soup dog, soup dog. So how long has, has your dad been a season ticket holder? Uh, we got him back in. I was like ten. What was that? Two thousand. Our first game ever was this thirty-one nothing when we beat New England. When was that? Two thousand two, two thousand three. Really? Two thousand three was our first wow. year. Wow. And then we moved down next to you like seven years ago, six years ago. It's been a while. The first time you met me was at the first year you had seats there? That we moved down. Really? Yeah. We were up at like 11, I think, and my dad just kept moving down. I think this will be year six for me. Yeah. So I wonder if you hit 331 at the exact same I did, same time had I did. Had to be. Really? Unless we had it a year before. I maybe feel that, like you had him a year may, before. Maybe that was it. Because we moved up pretty quickly. Maybe you know, I, I've kept my seats in the same spot as you guys. I don't know if I ever told you this. Because of us. Because of you guys. But one thing Scott friends. has done, and I'm shooting you under the bus. Scott is the reason we didn't make the playoffs two years ago. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, Just because I was right. Okay, so the Bills beat Green Bay, right? He goes, oh, they're just going to lose to Oakland. And what they do? Whoa. They're going to lose to Oakland. You missed the other one, too. Oh, yeah, I know. And oh. that was after, during the Chiefs game, Bryce Brown is... Showing, oh, wow, look at Whaley with this pickup. Bryce Brown. I already read about Bryce Brown. I'm so psyched. And, you know, Bryce Brown's. Yo, I was hype on Bryce Brown. Just to be fair. I'm still hyped on Bryce Brown. I was not. When when I saw Shady say that he was going to start over Fred Jackson and fucking (laughs) CJ Spiller, I was like, yo, this dude has to be the truth. No. I got (laughs) hype when I saw that. And then what's he do? The Bills are on some awesome drive. We're all happy. Scott goes, huh? You know Bryce Brown fumbles, huh? Bryce Brown fumbles out of the end zone next play. I said I'm that in the beginning of the game. I was up with Jeff and Dean at that game. Yeah. Yeah. I said Bryce Brown. I said that at the beginning of the game because I wasn't actually with you when he fumbled. Oh, no, I might No, you, you were So right wait, so wait. This was, was your fault? I was to throw you off the ball. He always blames me for it. Dude, yeah. No, that's you j- totally your fault. I didn't jinx it. You jinxed, dude. You, I, why you I jinxed it. I ru- <laughs> right before the play. Hey, he fumbles a lot. We're going to ask her that. I said at the beginning of the game, because no. you always love Bryce Brown. I was like, you know he fumbles a lot. So you jinxed the whole fucking game dude, from, he jinxed it? from the Is start. That- Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just right. You're a jinxer, man. I started saying positive things. It never worked either. Don't don't jinx this podcast. It's all I have. This is my <laughs> grand marquee. We should make a shirt for turnover time. Oh my god, that would be best. Yeah, it just watches. No, really, turnover time, baby. I brought that to our. I brought that to our section three thirty one. That's right, baby. Don't th- drop beer on us. You can give us beer. Row six. Hi guys, anything else? This has been wonderful. I mean, the draft is going to be great. I can't wait. 
knows? Maybe we'll rip off another podcast support. Yeah, you know we're what? not doing shit. You know, a you live know podcast during the draft. <laughs> you know what's really wonderful? What? Numbillsfan.com. Ooh, Scott, what's your Twitter, dog? Uh, Scott Campbell, 13. Last name spelled like the soup. Don't forget, he won the Russ Brandon Award for uh, <laughs> playing two noodles at the same time. <laughs> he was eating Chinese noodles and Italian noodles. Same time. <laughs> hey. 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 I am Numb Bills fan on Twitter, and I'm David Palermo. How <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. I'm Adam Deacon. I'm Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter. Follow me. Follow us. Follow all of us. Yo, look for Deacon this Grand Marquis soon to have some sick upgrades, chrome strips. Go put, put those chrome rocker panels he's on. Got, he's, he's got those chrome thunder flares on order. <laughs> They're not on Chromed order. Out. They're not on we order. Yeah, I'm saving up. I'm saving up. If you go on It's no- great because you're you're upgrading your car. And it's like it's like putting new shutters on your house. If you go on Numb Bills fan, no, but seriously, I need an apartment. Anyone can help me out with an apartment in the Rochester area? Holler at me, Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter. No, really we might not. have a room I'm open not. at the end of May. Really, you don't want to run down? No, you you really don't. Do you want to get <laughs> your rent kidding. paid? Just kidding. All right. <laughs> Plus, it always smells like a pound, and I I have a. Toddler, well, he's not really a toddler anymore. I got a six-year-old from hell a couple days a week. We so. call those terrors. Yeah, he's, uh... <laughs> That's so mean. I love Hoya. He'll smack you he's and take so your... Cute. He'll smack you and take your money, though. Like, he will. <laughs> and take your phone to play with it. If this you got a phone... This is the, the worst Craigslist ad be, for a thing ever. You got any games? <laughs> Dad, get me the games. No. Get me the game. No, but really, though, um... That's Numb Bills fan, Adam D on Twitter. He has an Amazon wish list for his car. Um, one of them is dice in the mirror, any color you want, preferably if you can find some chrome dice with black dots <laughs> to match the chrome fender flares and the fender and the, the rocker strips. He would also like chrome strips for racing stripes. Yo, I want the, uh, I want the anything chrome. A I want the hula girl. I want the spinner wheel covers. Have you ever seen Cheech and Chong? I don't Chong? want the real spinner rims. I just want the, the, the wheel covers. 16 inch. Those free wild hubcaps. Get them. No, for real. Numbillsfan.com. Get there. Scott, that's it. That's all I got. You want to say how are to your friends? No. No, we don't. No, I, I don't Nerds. blame you. All right, goodbye. Yeah.